When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. DMVR Buffs After Dark, even though it's still kind of light out. Um, I'm Henry Chisholm. We've got Marissa Saez here. Uh, we were up in Boulder at that game when the Buffs played Tennessee. It really sucked. Uh, Colorado just didn't belong, really, is what it looked like. Um, what, what, what's your biggest takeaway, Marissa? I think they started like they belonged. And yeah. then it kind of just fell off the cliff from there. Um, or more of a steady roll off the cliff. Like there was these moments where they were coming in and out of the game where we were like, this is going to change. We're going to see a difference. And then they couldn't get over that hump. Um, yep. So my biggest takeaway is they got a lot of work to do still. And, you know, there's a lot of communication that's lacking. It was it was pretty gross. And, and Tad Boyle did not pull any punches tonight. Not that you ever like expect him to. I know you, you haven't been to many of these press conferences right. yet. He he doesn't. He doesn't hold anything back. He lets it all out. And he had a lot to say, including that, you know, right now, this is a, an average team at best in college basketball. Yes. And he said that multiple times. I've been in a lot of press conferences and uh, he's definitely the coach that's most to the point, I would say. <laughs> he did not yeah. hold back whatsoever. Um, he, he was right, though. That, yeah. was, that was a really ugly performance mm-hmm. and it's just tough to get excited about really anything that we saw you know you like you said they had that great opening what of maybe three minutes or so they went up eight zero and from there they just kind of fell apart you know there was that stretch where they got the crowd back into it in the second half you know kj had the massive dunk i think they might hit a three in there too but they just didn't get any stops right and so you're you're getting baskets and it's exciting because you had struggled to 
do that for the majority of the game, but then you're giving all those points right back on the other end, and you come out of that five minutes where there's a bunch of exciting things happening on the offensive end, and you're still down eight. You're right back where you started. Right, but then that's like what Coach said. It's just the defense kept falling apart, and you can play as much offense as you want, and you can be great at offense, but if that defense isn't following after, Mm -hmm. then you're not going to win, and that's exactly what happened. They just couldn't get it on the defensive side today. It was gross. It was really gross. It was gross. And and it started, I guess I don't have the stats up, so I don't have the exact number at the moment, Um, but what, Kennedy Chandler? Right. He he put up 26, I think? 29? Something like 27. 27. And what, what were the shooting numbers there? Uh, let's see. He was 13 from 20 from the field goal. Yep. One from six from the three-pointer. It's actually surprising. Zero from two from the free throw. Yeah. And, and you know, Tad was even saying, you know, the, the one of six from three, they were going under all the screens. Right. And, and he put the blame on... Everybody, really, really, including himself, yeah. saying that he should not have scheduled that game. Like, that's bold. Like, that's a that's a statement to say we don't even want to have a chance to play Tennessee because this is just a team that can't handle it. Well, they didn't deserve it, is what he was saying. They they didn't yep. deserve to be there tonight. And I like he was talking about. They did multiple adjustments on screens. You know, they were trying to go under. They were trying to go over. They were trying to hedge. Um, but it just, there was nothing happening. I think also, you know, speed played a big part in tonight's game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something you can't always control. But yep. That's where your help defense is. And it seemed to, to not be there tonight for them. So they kept getting beat every single time to the basket. It was, it was really ugly. And I just, it's, it's tough to go through this stretch of games where you have, you know, UCLA or you start with Stanford. That's a good team too. Stanford to UCLA to Tennessee and I think that obviously everybody's hopeful and says like okay maybe maybe you can pull a, a win out of one of those games UCLA or Tennessee um, but you knew that there were going to be challenges you know Tad mm-hmm. did bring up that they'd won six games in a row against ranked opponents at home so it's not like this is what you expect from the program is a 15 point loss right but knowing that you have so much youth it was always going to be an uphill fight, but still to be at this point and just to see it happen, you know, they don't look like a tournament team. No, if they played up to their potential, I mean, mm-hmm. tonight would have been a whole different outcome. If yep. they lost, it would have been by a point. If they, they could have won, I mean, they have all the talent in the world. They're just not executing it. Absolutely. And and it's just so tough to, to get excited when you're not seeing it come together. Right. And, and you know, they if, if all the pieces do come together, they could be a tournament team, and they could be one of the 64 best or whatever at the end of the season. But you just need to see them for a full game play like that team so that you know that it's possible. Because right now, when you see them struggle over and over and over again, mm-hmm. um, and, and pull out wins to their credit, there's they're still... They're 6-3. and three. It's yeah. not the end of the world. No. But... There's just so much more out there, and they have not put the pieces of the puzzle together. And, I mean, Tad Boyle's frustrated. I think everybody's frustrated. Yeah, I mean, I think even, like, you know, pulling away from the team and the coach itself, the crowd was frustrated. Like, you could see it. They would get in these moments of pure excitement when Simpson dunked it, and it was just like he had, you know, he created that spark. 
but then it just kept dying and then the fans got you know tired of getting excited because it was like well we know they're not gonna you know they're not gonna do anything like we're gonna end up being back like five again or ten or you know so on so for sure um another biggest big takeaway um the turnovers those those were a real issue and and to their credit three turnovers in the second half right they turned things around but 12 in the first half they had that stretch the seven turnovers in six and a half minutes right uh, no i think it might have been six minutes but but that's just you you aren't going to win games when that happens no you I, just can't have it and they weren't even good turnovers mm-hmm. i mean like obviously you don't want to turn over but you have your good turnovers where it's like you were trying to do something and it just didn't work out yeah but this was like not being able to catch the ball it was bad passing <laughs> it was like you know there was points where they were passing to someone that wasn't even there yeah. Um, and so it just, I don't know if the ball was just extra slick tonight or what it was, or if they were moving before they were finishing the play, mm-hmm. but it was a rough night for turnovers. And the Tennessee wasn't forcing them. No. Is the frustrating part. Like, it's not like they're getting their pocket picked or anything like that. Just mistakes. Nope. Just, just mistake after mistake after mistake. And both Evan Batty and Tad after the game pointed out that there were also eight blocked shots. Mm-hmm. And you add those together, and all of a sudden it's 23 possessions, right. which, again, they both brought up. Those are possessions where you don't get a shot up. Right, and that's, I think, where the immaturity comes in with this team is, mm-hmm. you know, realizing, one, Tennessee's tall, and they got a lot of length on them. Yeah. And even Evan looked a little small at times did. going against these bigs. And so it just, when you see that and you make the first couple mistakes, you got to adjust, and they weren't adjusting. They just kept trying to force mm-hmm. it and hoping that it was going to work, and it didn't. Never did. And, you know, Evan, we've seen it a couple games now. Um, early in the season, though, when he's playing against inferior opponents, smaller mm-hmm. players, all, all that kind of stuff, he he was ripping them apart. Right. He's, he's shooting incredibly efficiently from the three-point line on top of, mm-hmm. I mean, you expect, like, just 7 of 11 for close to 20 points, mm-hmm. probably. That's what he was doing. Now you're playing him at the 5, with opponents who have real seven footers out there and that makes things a lot tougher. Mm -hmm. And I think that he might've gotten in his head a little bit. It seemed like every time he was getting the ball in the post, there was a little pump fake. Yep. Like he never just got it and went straight up. He was always like looking over his shoulder, knowing that there's a shot blocker around and still like fought through. I mean, four of 11, you never like to see it, but I mean, you're not that far off 50%. And in a game where everybody's struggling, He's far from the big problem in my mind, but even Evan just just couldn't quite get things figured out, and it's right. it's it was just tough to watch. Well, and I think that's where Coach was saying like the team really needs to work on being a team, like yep. you know using your your wings and using your posts in those yep. moments where you feel like you're there's nothing available. And I f- like again going back to what I said, I think that they were forcing things instead of trying to move the ball or finding that open shot. The a lot of driving, shot. right? Like they just kept going towards the basket and they kept getting swatted and it was just this horrible thing <laughs> over and over again um well that's gonna be nice um i think uh <laughs> such aggression <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm a little busy um i think that the the amount of just straight line drives is is it's too much right. like 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 we're talking about like they, they kj simpson for example he did a great job getting to the rim like he does but 
to this point in the season, we've seen that that doesn't always necessarily translate into a high percentage look. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the time he's getting past the first guy. Sometimes he's getting past the second guy too, and then he meets a rim protector, or the right. whole defense collapses. And that's just where you need to realize somebody is open. Yep. That is a passing situation until you start making all these crazy finishes. And again, like there was still plenty to like when he went up strong and had the dunk. Mm-hmm. That's a highlight real play. Also probably a situation where uh, you you might consider passing. Right. Yeah, that one more. Like that one more shot, you know? Mm-hmm. That one more pass that's going to yep. give you one more second to calm down and take a good shot versus trying to just go in there yourself and figure it out and then like you said get swatted or, you know, there's even a couple times they would go in and they would panic and then it would be like a rim hit. Like they didn't even get it above yeah. the rim and it, you know, so <laughs> there's a lot of work that needs to be done, but yeah. And, and it's I don't even think that it's necessarily selfishness. And I know Tad does. Tad has brought that up a few times. But I almost think that's just like basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're out there and the game is moving so much faster than any game you've played in before, uh, you just don't have time to realize the situation right. and realize what is happening. Because I think that when KJ goes back and, and looks at some of those drives on tape, he's going to say, yeah. There, there was an open player right there, and instead, I tried to go right at somebody who's 10 inches taller than me, mm-hmm. and it didn't work, and he finishes two for eight. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, if there's those three or four drives where you could just say, yeah, pass those out, and all of a sudden, he's looking at two or four, yeah. and there's probably other people doing the same thing that means he's getting open looks, too. Um, it's just, just some stuff like that where playing together as a team feels very difficult right. right now. It doesn't feel like they're bouncing the ball around and, and passing to each other in a way that's going to lead to a good look. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see them try to pass, but it, they're passing to somebody who's three steps behind the three-point line and there's a defender on them. Right. And then you're just right back where you started. Or they end up in those turnover situations <sighs> where they're trying to pass it into Evan when he's mm-hmm. got two people on him or they're trying to... Yeah, or they're bad looks like they're just bad passes you know yep. there were a couple times where i felt like there was great execution if he was able to get hold of the ball and go up but yep. they were sending him things that weren't working for him so it's tough it is it's tough um any other big takeaways before we move along um we said defense turnovers yep um not really i don't think so i think, I think three point covered. shooting was rough yeah i mean Again, the the other team. I mean, Tennessee had you know length on them. They yep. they were faster. Um, and when you have a team that's just faster, it's really hard to get those shots off. Yeah, we can dig in a little bit deeper. I have some thoughts about Keyshawn. We'll save that for just a minute <laughs> when we get to the uh, blame game. Uh, real quick though, want to remind you guys about Hassle Cattle Company. If you guys haven't come down here yet, great burgers. Made from Wagyu beef. You don't find that just no, anywhere. No. It's from Hassle Cow Company, which is a uh, fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. Um, it's Wagyu beef. They call it blue-collar Wagyu because it's it's meant for anybody. Anybody can afford it. Um, it's seriously good stuff. They're obviously supporting us, so we like to support them. Holiday season, it's a great time. Whether you want to eat it for Christmas dinner, for example, whether you want to give it as a gift... Use the code DMVR15 at HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com. You'll get 15% off. Uh, That's 15% off, code DMVR15. So definitely 
jump in on that deal. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook. A uh, lot of football going on today. We've got the uh, Georgia-Bama game on right now. Got to make some money on it. I feel like right now, yeah. ooh, we can always have a second DraftKings pick of the week. We'll, we'll go. Here's another DraftKings pick of the week. Bet on Georgia to come back and win. I'm actually not sure what the odds are, but they're down a touchdown. I guess they're, if anything, Georgia probably a bit of an underdog. I feel like that's a good bet. Yeah. Uh, so get in on that. Get in on all this action that's going on all day today. There's NFL games tomorrow. And uh, with those NFL games, you bet $1 on any team to score, you'll get $100 in free bets if it happens. It's a great deal. Great deal. Um, great partner of ours, and we love to support them. Um, again, use that code DNVR when you sign up. And if you do that, then you will get that deal that I just mentioned. Uh, yeah. I think that that's all I need to say. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Use that code DMVR. There it is. See, we need some of there Kale's we aggression. We for, do. You know, I think he needs to go talk to CU for Put a little bit. Put him in the post. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess with Kale. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> it's uh, getting to this blame game. Um, it's never fun to play a blame game, but it's necessary today. There's a lot of blame to go around. Um, first of all, I want to start just by talking about Tad Boyle and Tad Boyle's role in this. Yeah. He, like a good coach, does take some of the blame. But a little bit tongue-in-cheek does say, like, I guess it is kind of on me. I mean, I guess I need to reevaluate scheduling and some of that stuff. It's like, whew. Right. That's a, that's a bold one. But for the most part, I didn't think that coaching was necessarily the issue today. No, and I mean, he even said that in, you know, a longer roundabout way, but it, it came down like it wasn't practice. It wasn't, you know, the fact that they don't know what they're doing. He didn't even blame it on the fact that they're young. He mm-hmm. just blamed it on the fact that it was just not good basketball today. They just did not execute. And so, I mean, I everything that came out of his mouth today was true. I agree. He was, and he was locked in. Um I'll start with Keyshawn here. I think that Keyshawn deserves a pretty significant part of the blame um, for for a couple reasons. But the biggest is he's the point guard of a team that turned the ball over 12 times in the first half. Right. And even if he didn't have the most turnovers, I wonder, he he did pick up a couple in the second half, I think. No, KJ had the four. I think he finished with the two he had in the first half. Yeah. yeah, uh, Keyshawn did. Again, it's not that bad, but... When you're going through that stretch where everybody's turning the ball over, that's where it's really nice to just have a point guard you turn to and say, okay, take the ball, make good things happen. When we're giving the ball to other people, bad things are happening. So either they didn't trust him to go that route, whatever. They didn't put the ball in his hands all that much. That just needs to change. Like You just need a steady hand, and when things went wrong... And there's a lot of reasons that things went wrong. He wasn't there to just be like, okay, I've got this, guys. Right. Well, and then, you know, the other thing to talk about is he took the most shots today out of everybody. He was 2 for 13 from the field goal. So that's sitting at a 15.4% from the field. Um, I mean, the stats speak for themselves. It's it. He was taking a lot of shots. And going back to what you said, a lot of shots that were forced, a lot of shots that were unnecessary. Um and just especially as a point guard creating that extra pass or delegating yep. you know looking for the right shot i mean it falls on him at the end of the day and 
he just didn't deliver. No, it's tough. Only one turnover, actually. That's crazy. Um, yeah. But nine rebounds. I think they all were in the first half. Uh, four assists. He hasn't made a three-pointer since the Duquesne game. This no. is four games in a row that he hasn't made a three. Yeah, he was 0 for 5. So It's tough. God. And he got some decent looks. He He'll take some tough ones, too. But there were a couple of those that were good looks. He's just cold right now. Mm -hmm. Again, it's this is a new role for him. He played pretty sparingly in the past with McKinley playing the point guard spot probably 32 minutes a game, it feels like. And so there's going to be growing pains. This has been an extended growing pain, though, and it, it stings. Right. It stings, and it's tough to overcome when your point guard's playing that way. Right. Um, who, do you, who do you want to put the blame on? Well, I would put it on all of them, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, and don't come at me, but Evan Batty, I feel like, you know, especially as a leader, it falls on him. He, yeah. You know, he's the oldest. He yep. has the most experience, and he could not get his team to calm down, you know, make the smart decisions. And it just, they really looked flustered out there tonight. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I think that at the end of the day, as much as he did perform, you know, well, and he was the high scorer for the team, he's the leader. And you, you just know that you need more out of him. Right, right. Like, he, if they're going to win games, they need him to do more. Right. And, and, and not to say that, you know, when everything falls on your shoulders, you know, or when you're a leader, everything falls on your shoulders. But it kind of does. Like, it kind of does. And I wonder, you know, like I said, there, so many times he'd get the ball into the basket, just pump fake. And then it would give the, t the defense time to recover. Or, like, there would be three guys around him, and he'd pump right. fake, and one would go for it. But in that time, two other guys would step in and be there to contest it. You know, he's, it's tough to be a six foot eight center. Yep. When you're playing teams like Tennessee, when you're playing teams like UCLA, I mean, Pac-12 teams, honestly, when they get into the full Pac-12 schedule, it's not necessarily going to be that offensive mismatch that he's had against these other teams. He's very skilled. He's, mm -hmm. he's big and he's strong, and but those traits are valuable. Right. But the length can kind of neutralize that and turn this into a pretty even matchup. And I felt like, I mean, it wasn't quite even tonight. I He lost his matchup. But it's it's something that he needs to figure out. Right. Well, and use his strength. I feel like a lot of times mm -hmm. he forgets that he's probably one of the stronger yep. ones out there. He may not be the tallest, but I've seen a lot of, you know, tall, great, you know, posts down, at, you know, in the in the um, paint who get outbeat by the, the stronger person. Yeah. So, like, use the strength. Yeah. Yeah. Tried against UCLA and they just call him for fouls every time. That so is true. It's, it's, I mean, I do feel like <laughs> I feel like the refs definitely did not help the situation again tonight. But there were some tough calls. There were some very tough calls to swallow. Uh, yeah, it's a team that cannot afford that. No, you know, it's a good team can overcome the refs being bad. A team that turns the ball over twelve times in the first half and shoots thirty-five percent in the game, well, almost thirty-five percent in the game, gets blocked eight times. All these things. When you throw the refs in there, it's it just doesn't. There's just no path, you know. I just keep thinking back to that stretch where they really should have tied the game up mm -hmm. when they're playing so well on offense, they're hitting their shots, but they go into that stretch down eight points. They leave it down eight points because they let Tennessee go five for five on the other end, right? And you just can't have it. No, you you need to capitalize on that. Um, who else to blame? There's there's honestly so many options. 
Um, I mean, you can go back to Simpson again. Yeah. You know, he wasn't the best today. He had his moments where he sparked the team, but sure. he wasn't consistent. And, I mean, he's also one of those guards who got beat up by uh, the Tennessee guy, Chandler, Kennedy Chandler. It's so hard because I feel like he has two two first names. <laughs> he d- yes, he does. Yes. But, yeah, I, it's, it's frustrating. Like, anybody who was supposed to guard Kennedy Chandler is to blame for this. Right. And, you know, Evan Batty, he was a lot of the time the guy they were kind of exposing the pick and roll. And when you have those two defenders there... Neither of them, Evan right. just isn't fast enough to chase him down the lane when they're up high. Right. You have KJ who just lets him get by or Keyshawn or uh, right. whoever. It, it was it was rough. What? They had a play that the buffs just had no answer for. Right. And when you're fat, when the team's faster, you rely on, you, you know, you're going to get beat or you have that moment where you're like, mm-hmm. I have to play kind of further off them because I will be beat if they try to, you know, go off the yeah. screen. That's when your help side helps out and is there for you. So it can slow down the ball. <laughs> and there was nothing. It was no. just like an open lane every single time. And so, but also, you know, with Simpson, you know, Keyshawn, when Keyshawn's not performing the way that he needs to, you need to have another guard that steps yeah. up to create that, that playmaker. And I felt like no one really stepped up to that position no. tonight. And they tried Julian Hammond. They they threw Julian yeah. Hammond in. They did the same thing late against UCLA in the mm-hmm. last game. Um, Tad had said that this is a three, uh, three-headed three monster at point guard. We're going to see all three of these guys. And for the first few weeks, we didn't see much of Julian Hammond. Now he's starting to get his turn as the other guards have cooled off a little bit. And, you know, I think first possession in the game, he turned the ball over. Yeah. So it's not like it worked all that great, but something needs to change there. One of these guys needs to kind of take this and run with it. Yeah. It was ugly. And, you know, the good news is you, you have Eastern Washington next, which, I mean, Big Sky team, we saw what happened against Montana State. That was mm-hmm. an overtime game. Still, this should be a game that you go out there and you win without without too much stress. From there, you have a Milwaukee team that's 2-6. and six. From there, it's CSU Bakersfield, which is probably the best team of those three, but not anything that scares you. Not like Kansas the next game and then full conference play the rest of the way. So this is really a stretch where you need wins. Right. You need to win all three of these games, first and foremost. But you also need to get some confidence for some of these mm-hmm. guys. Find a guard who can score some points. Stop with these turnovers. I think, I mean, UCLA, they've avoided turnovers. This hasn't been a big issue throughout the season, but we saw what we saw today, and it's tough not to be kind of scared of that going forward. Right. It's uh, This is kind of a turn-the-page situation. You know, you, you probably expected to go 1-2 and two against Stanford, UCLA, and Tennessee. That's what you got. And now it's on to these next three, and this is a stretch where you expect to go 3-0. and Yeah, and if you don't, then there's a lot of work that needs to happen. Yep. And, you know, the press conferences are only going to get harder. <laughs> <And> that, <laughs> oh, poor Tad. Uh, I feel for him. He was – I asked the question that really set him off. I mean, he made full eye contact with you for oh, a good three did. minutes. <laughs> I, was, I was typing <laughs> the quotes into Twitter. As I was maintaining, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the question, by the way, you know, he talked a lot about the defense and, mm-hmm. and how they struggled and how they run simple drills that simulate what they saw and to see them not execute that is frustrating. And so my question basically was, you know, when you see the defensive performance like this, 
is it something where you can kind of like flip the switch? Is there a quick tweak or something that, that you can make? Or is this just a young team that needs to grow and learn? And the answer was... They just need to not play such shitty basketball. Right. I mean, that was that was to the point. They sucked tonight. Yeah. Um, there was no tweaking. There was no. It was just no execution. Yeah. Though it was rough. It I mean, was rough. He talked about the shell driller, shell yeah. defense. I mean, you as a basketball player, that's burned into your mind by like the end of preseason or and the end of preseason. Like you're ready to go, and that's the last thing you want to do. But yet, they didn't do it. Here's a question for you, Marissa. Okay. Could you have guarded Kennedy Chandler better than the Buffs? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> he was good. He was um, good. You know, again, I think it's hard to say that one person could have defended him. He's just one of those players yeah. that, you know, I think anybody you put on or is going to struggle a little bit. He's just a good point guard uh, or just a good guard. And so I think that... Um, no, and that's where your team comes to help you. I, yep. You need the help from your team. There's no one that's going to sit on him mm-hmm. that's going to truly stop him. And that's, I think, where Coach was also talking about those, those um, what are they called, traps that were starting yeah. to work towards the end of the night. You mm-hmm. know, those type of things are what are going to help you. But with a guard like that, there's no one, I think, that really, truly can stop him if he, want, if he doesn't want it. You need that help defender. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jabari Walker gets 2,006 minutes, and so he's <sighs> on the bench. Yeah, and he's the guy who's supposed to be in there at least contesting those. And again, like, to be fair to this defense, early in the game, Chandler was making some tough shots. Mm-hmm. A lot of those were contested, and he was making pretty, pretty crazy layups. Mm-hmm. There were still way, way, way too many that just weren't contested. I mean, any is too many. Like, you gotta have a contest <laughs> when somebody gets to the rim. But he was getting fancy. Like, some of the, oh, yeah. those those drives were fancy, and mm-hmm. you don't do that unless you have a full lane to do it on your own. I mean, he yep. was confident from the start. They let him get confident. Um, I mean, this blame game, there's, there's just so many options. I mean, honestly, everybody. Tristan right. Da Silva... He uh, he had too many turnovers, only two in the game, but both of them came in that stretch where the Buffs couldn't stop from turning the ball over, mm-hmm. and th- that that stretch was one of two stretches I think that really decided the game. Right. Um, free j- throws, free throws free were throws. the other one. Oh, you when know? you had KJ miss a free throw and then Evan go over two like two possessions later, right. and those and Batty's you know two free throw possessions, those were critical moments. Those were. were moments that were going to push them up to that point where they could t- like turn it seven over. to five right, right yeah and they and he missed them he did it's tough you know jabari he sits on the bench when they need somebody who can protect the rim that's his job and he got 2006 minutes and was sitting there on the bench yeah it's you know, unacceptable he has 10 points tonight but i don't really remember much of him he tonight. didn't do all that much he, he's really quiet evan evan we've talked about Keyshawn. we've talked about eli Again, he kind of did his thing. Two of three from the field. That's that's what you expect from Eli. But he was getting beat as well. Yeah. He's supposed to be your lockdown defender. You can't be having guards go off like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so point the finger at him. Lawson Lovering, uh, Neek Clifford, Luke O'Brien, Julian Hammond. All those guys get their shot off the bench. None of them really do enough to, to earn minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. what? Julian had eight. Six each for Lawson and Neek. Four for Luke O'Brien. This is basically a six-man rotation right now. It is. It is. And, 
you know, especially coming off the bench, you want to give it all you have. So you mm-hmm. are noticed. So you are that person that, you know, has a chance of maybe one day, you know, starting. But yep. it was kind of quiet. It was, it was kind of a mess. Um, so, yeah, plenty of blame to go around. Um, let's move on. Let's, let's end this on a positive note. Helmet stickers. We're going to talk about some of the good things we saw. We're going to talk about who stood up. And we're going to start by giving our DraftKings king of the game, Jabari Walker. And that's actually... Oh, oh no, I went with Tristan De Silva, didn't I? I, 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 I That's right. We did go Tristan. I was considering He Jabari, was quiet, but, but I'm going to make him king of the game. <laughs> yeah, I know. 11 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 of 7. He had those 2 turnovers in a tough stretch. I... This this King of the Game award tonight, it was wide open for the taking. Right. It would not have taken much for somebody to beat out Tristan. Um, but second leading scorer does it fairly efficiently. Um, need more out of him defensively. For sure. Just need more out of him defensively. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at all of this. Honestly, though, I think De Silva did a really good job tonight. Yeah? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. I know he was... <laughs> I don't know. Um, giving out more helmet stickers again. It's tough to give anybody one just for the whole game. Yeah, I don't think anybody deserves no. one for the whole game. But there were bits and pieces that we can remember that KJ for that dunk. He had some good takes oh, around then. That dunk was brought the energy out, created an opportunity right. for the Buffs to to seize momentum and take advantage. They just didn't take advantage. God give him. God give him some props for that. Right. Right. Um, what else did we see? Oh, the 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 hot start. That was Tristan Da Silva. That's what I'm saying. Like I think he and I think coach said the same thing, you know? He's the one player where yep. he really was I thinking think he threw of, like and Evan too. Yes, and Evan. Well. Yep. Yes, but they they are the ones that are making, you know, the best decisions out of a bad game of basketball. Yep. So we give Tristan Da Silva helmet sticker. He scored the first 5 points of the game. Buffs go up 5-0. Bang. There you go. Right. Um, what else went well? Are there any moments that you think back to? Oh, Luke O'Brien. When he got in, he had the and one with the big flex oh, after. Oh, that was great, too. That was a good one. Again, that was. Oh, he had uh, two turnovers in four minutes. So, that's, again, nobody gets one for the full performance, but you, it was a good moment. Yeah. And were, they needed that momentum. There were bits and pieces that, you know, kind of moved them to keep going. Uh, they mm. never officially quit there was never a moment where they gave up like you didn't see them sitting there like yep we're done i mean they fought till the very end and so in their own way their own own weird way way. (laughs) (laughs) i mean after as many turnovers as we saw tonight and bad ones like i would have been like i'm done like this is frustrating i mean this was the worst loss that they've had at home since 2017 i think (sighs) yeah it's it's tough and again tennessee is a good team and maybe that's like the 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 brightest spot is just that Tennessee is really good. You know, they, they have a McDonald's all American who went off. Mm-hmm. They, they have, uh, they, they're part of that new wave of basketball where you have like four guys who are basically the same. They're all like six foot five and a half to six foot nine. And they're totally switchable. They're crazy long. They're great athletes. And just like when these two teams played last year, Colorado couldn't get past that. You know, you, you, you try to be tactical or, whatever sometimes just having those sorts of players is something you can't overcome and to make matters worse the whole tactical 
lock it in, high effort on defense. I mean, we that didn't work either. No. Like they didn't even execute their own part of the equation. Right. No, I agree with you. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? I think we covered it. I think it was just bad basketball. It was pretty gross. Yeah. It or how did Coach say it? It was crappy? No. He said oh, something. He had a lot of things to say. <laughs> he had a lot of things to say. Oh, we can wrap it up there. You know, <laughs> easier stretch coming up. Three games against teams that you should beat. Go beat them, and we'll see what happens against Kansas after that. It's tough to expect a, a win at this point. Who knows? Maybe they blow out Eastern Washington by 30 points. <laughs> Let's just focus on one game at a time. <laughs> yes. Let's get past Eastern Washington. Let's not think about anything other than a game against Eastern Washington. There you go. That sounds real nice right now. Mm. Um, that's what's up next. We will, uh, we'll be talking about it on DMVR Buffs podcast. Uh, shout out to Marissa for coming down to Boulder today and uh, covering the game with me. Shout out to super du- producer Kale behind the scenes. Shout out to AJ for sitting on the couch and talking shit about the Kansas game. Uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> Great vibes here at the bar. Uh, We'll be back soon to talk more buffs.